Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. I mean, do we have a deep bench, as Bob said, for sports on this radio show? We've got always Don Kleppen uh, manning the news this morning. Good morning to Don and Good Jordan morning. Burnfield. Hi, Lou. A rare appearance, the pride and joy of Deerfield High School. <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm here bright and early just for you, Lou. <laughs> How are you gentlemen doing this morning? Very well, thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah, we doing Lindsay, well. Lindsay's traveling uh, this weekend, and so we'll hear from her a little bit later on this morning. She is, uh, uh, but she is still uh, such a control freak that she's uh, uh, doing all the calls this morning. So once we figure out technically how to get a hold of her, we will do that as well. So wow, say nice things about her, um, Jordan. I I am happy that you're with us this morning. I'm a little disappointed that Andy's not here because last night I had the I have been nursing a bad cold all week, and so I've been having the craziest dreams. Do you guys get, like, do you dream oh, when you have the yeah. bad, <laughs> when you're not feeling well? Definitely, yeah. Yeah? And uh, I had this odd dream that I was in Seattle. I was hanging on the back of a, like, a city bus that was going over some bridge. I don't Whoa. know what, but over water. Right. And Andy was driving the bus. <laughs> <laughs> and I could barely hang on. I was like, I was on like a, uh, you know, I don't know why a city bus would have this, but uh, it, it, it had like the ladder, you know, like on a camper, it has the ladder to get yeah. you up on top of the camper. Right. So it yep. was like that kind of ladder, but it was very industrial. I remember that the, the piping was very big because I could barely hang on. And Andy was driving the bus. And I was somehow I was on the back of the bus. I was able to scream at him while he was driving. I don't know what I was screaming, but I think it was "Hurry up!" Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes, yeah, something. PC was that the old trick on this bus? No, in no, no. As well? and, no. And I think there were other people on the bus, but all I know is I was hanging on the bus, and Andy was driving the bus, and we were in Seattle. Now, the only thing, and I was thinking about this this morning. Why am I thinking about Seattle? I have no connection to Seattle whatsoever. Hmm. Although. I did see some online article yesterday about Eddie Olchek, who is now calling games yep. for the Seattle Kraken, Kraken. right? Yep, yes. Yep. So there's my little mental problem right there. That's the, that's the connect. <laughs> He'll be that's here like, tomorrow for Hawks and Kraken. Oh, there you go. But wow. I don't know what the bus has to do with anything. <laughs> this, is, this is, I think, we need to relay the story to Andy. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. This is good. Andy I'll the have bus driver now. Yeah. I'll have to. I'll have to. Uh, I'll have to remember what this was from uh, yesterday. But uh, <laughs> when they were next week, when he's back. So, yeah. Anyway. The. Uh, I don't know if you do. I don't know if you do any uh, Dayquil or Nyquil when you have the cold, Lou. But that's, I did Nyquil. I did Nyquil last night. Yeah. The, that's Nyqu what it was. the Nyquil is what I noticed with those dreams. That mm. that'll put put you in that place for sure. Yeah. And and you know what? I have to tell you, it, it's a full disclosure. It works. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I did my little shot of NyQuil and I came up to bed at like 830. You know, I'm like, I got to get some sleep. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, oh, I'm never going to fall asleep. And then the next time I woke up, it was like two in the morning. I'm like, well, it must work. Perfect. Yeah, anyway. that's the way. Yeah, that's Jordan, nice to good. have you here with us. How, how old is that beautiful child of yours now? Oh, you're you're so nice. It's nice to be here. She is 18 months, almost oh, 19 months. Yeah, every now and then I see a beautiful picture of her on the 
on the internet, and she looks great. Yeah, I, I occasionally will post an Instagram. Yeah, you're not. Uh, you're not. That's good. I get that. That's fine. Occasionally, but she's beautiful and healthy, and everything's good. She's great. Yesterday, I took her to her little class, and she uh, made a basket on the little Fisher Price hoop, and. You know, Gino Oriema, if you're listening, I've got a recruit for you in 18 years. <laughs> I was, uh, hey, I was recently at a wedding. Doug Bruno was there, and I had a conversation with him, so I can give him a call. Yeah, that would be right? good. I mean, DePaul's right? DePaul, got a great program. Paul's always had a great program, women's program there, for sure. So. And early recruiters as well. Right, exactly. That's the that's the big theme now, Dan. Totally. Got to get Right, they're it. recruiting them out of grade school. <laughs> Why not? Get you gotta, after Got to get in early. I mean, survey the toddler market. Yeah, get the brand <laughs> associated positively, you know? Oh, my God, that is funny. Well, nice. <laughs> to have you both here with us this morning. We'll hear from Lindsay a little bit later on this morning, but it is time for our first call. And uh, so, you know, now we have a whole new deal where we call you, you don't call us. It's sponsored by bathfitter.com forward slash Lou. And what I do is I have this big old wheel. I'll drag that wheel in right there and we spin it. Yep. And, uh, oh, and the winner is Sharon, who's in Chicago. So let's give Sharon a call. Before I tell you about the problem I need your help with today, I want to first thank you immensely for keeping me sane because (laughs) I had a problem. (laughs) You could be a therapist. I had a problem. I have a house that's sided in vinyl, and there was one piece of the siding that was next to my back door that kept slipping out of position. Okay. And I'd walk out the back door, and I'd push it back into position, and then a couple days later, it would slip out of position. So this went on for about a year. Mm. It was driving me absolutely insane. It's driving me crazy just thinking about it, but keep going. (laughs) I was listening to your show one day, and you talked about this product called Lexel. Oh, yeah. And I'm not very handy, but I thought, hmm, it sounds like something that might work for this situation. So I got some Lexel. I followed the directions. I reaffixed the siding with the Lexel. It is perfect. And that was six months ago. So it's not driving me crazy anymore. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, it, it is a, it's a fine product. It's super sticky, and, and it probably won't move ever again. I mean, it's really, really good yeah. stuff. That's was, awesome. I love to hear it, those stories. That's awesome. And it was really easy to use, too. Right. Surprising. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, did I you, loved it. So did, you, did you get the, my situation did you today. get the squeeze bottle? Is that the one you got? Like uh like you're decorating the cake? Yeah, it's like a tube. Yeah, yeah. 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 And right. it, it it worked great. Awesome. I love to hear those stories. So how how may I help you with your next uh issue? My situation today is I have a bath that has old hardware. It's got um two two faucets. One for hot water, one for cold water, and then the nozzle where the water comes out of. That hardware is really grungy, and I'd love to replace it. But my situation is, I know that the standard today is a single um, faucet with the kind of the dial for going from cold to hot. Yeah. I don't want that. I want to keep my STEM hardware. So, first of all, is that something that is okay to do from a from a code perspective and if it is who would i ask to come in and replace it all right so um there was someone just talking in my ear this is a vanity or a 
This is a vanity faucet. It's a bathtub. It's a, oh, it's a bathtub. So you've no, got it's a bathtub. so you've got yeah. a spout, and you have two. You have a hot and a cold on either side. Correct. And it's probably you know, and and they're spread out, so they're through the deck of the bathtub or through the wall. Correct. Yeah, it's not. They're through the wall. Yeah. Oh, so it's through, oh, so it's th- okay, so it's through the wall. And um, those valves and everything are still made. Those those products are still made. And um, oh, good. Now this is tile. Yeah, okay. ceramic tile. <clears throat> On the back side, when I'm standing in the tub looking at these, uh, uh, looking at this valve system, what's on the other side of that wall? Is it outside or is it a closet? No, it's it's it, it's an internal wall, and it's um, if there's a little um, doorway on the other side that allows access oh, to oh perfect 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 the, perfect the drain that's in the perfect okay so then that's how they're going to access all of that and you know in something like this um, hiring a licensed plumber is your best bet to give you the best uh, choices of what you want. Uh, to replace what's there. Now, typically with, you know, the two-handle, you don't get the benefit of the anti-scald, but I believe... Right. But but there are some spreads that do have it within the internal body of it that can add to that. So you can get it. It's not that it's unavailable. It's just the selection's not as great. Okay. So... Now, I have no experience with this at all. So if I call a plumber, the plumber will allow me to pick out my own hardware, or does the plumber tell me what hardware I'm going to get? They'll give you, uh, if you hire a plumber to come out and give you an estimate, they'll do one of two things. They'll say, hey, lady, I can get the, you know, well, two things. If you hire a licensed plumber and they provide the valve and everything for you, that you buy it through them, then they warrant the installation of that valve, which would be my recommendation to you. If he says, you go, okay. bu- you go buy it, and then I'll put it in, if there's a problem with the faucet and he has to come back and fix it, that's on you. So more than likely, they'll come to you and say, go to um, you know, Advantage Plumbing, like a plumbing supply house, and you tell them you're working with me, XYZ Plumbing, and, you know, a lot of them, what they do is they'll give you their discount on buying that product, and then you buy it, it's through them type of deal, and then they come and install it. So start with the licensed okay. plumber so that they can assess, oh, yeah, I got good access here, I can do this, ba 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 and um, then get the valve and have them put it in there for you. Great. Do you have any plumber recommendations? Where in, you're in Chicago, what part of the city? Northwest side and Portage Park. Okay. So a couple of sources for you. Um, Plumbers911.com. Okay. I've heard of them. Okay. Also, Permaseal offers plumbing services, and they have licensed plumbers as well. So you could contact... I've worked with them before. They put in my thumb pump. Right. And they do plumbing services as well, and you could contact them as well. And quite frankly, get two estimates so that you, you know, kind of know what you're dealing with from a price perspective. Got it. Well, thank you, Lou. You have, again, preserved my sanity. (laughs) Sharon, thanks for being our first caller. My pleasure. You have a great day. You too. 857-557-4, Lou. 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break, 
and we'll be back right after this. Hey, good morning, Lou. A couple of quick questions. I hear you talk a lot about getting your fireplace inspected every year. Yep. And we have a gas fireplace, and I wonder if that rule applies to that with ceramic logs. I mean, it, it isn't with a ceramic, uh, excuse me, with a uh, gas fireplace, it's not something that you need to get done all the time, like every year, because you're just not combusting anything. It's all natural gas. It's probably right. something you should okay. have inspected every five or six years, you know? Like, when's the last time okay. anybody ever looked at it? Uh when we installed it five, six years ago. Yeah, I mean, so now would probably be a good idea because, you know, the thing is, I don't know, a raccoon gets in there, a bird gets in there, whatever, and, you know, if something were to get into the chimney that, you know, hangs in there, it's it's not, uh, you know, it is possible that there could be some type of combustible material in there. So five to seven years on a gas appliance is probably a, a smart number. Okay. Quick second question. Uh, when we bought the house, we gutted it to the studs, and unfortunately, we had to get rid of the pink and the avocado green toilets. They were all three-gallon flushers. Right. And I can't, I can't stand these toilets today. They're absolutely horrible. Um, I was wondering, is it okay? One of two things. Can I change out anything inside these toilets to get a better flush? Or I was thinking of going over to this place in Chicago called Salvage One, and they have a room filled of all old toilets, and I just was going to install You just ones. don't love the environment, um, do you? You just want us all to run out of water. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I will tell you this. Um, some of the newer toilets, if you buy the right one, did you end up buying like a 1.3 gallon toilet instead of a 1.6? Uh, do, do you know? I, have a, I have two... I have two 1.6s and uh, two 1.25s. Yeah, and those are the ones that are driving you crazy. Horrible. Okay, let me give you a little trick. Take the top off of the um, take the top off of the tank, and you'll see a short little stubby overflow pipe, right? That's connected to the flapper, right? And that's so that the water okay. doesn't go any higher. Go to the hardware and measure the di the diameter of that um, the, of that pipe, and then go buy a clear piece of tubing from the hardware store, three inches long, and it's going to fit over the top of the overflow pipe. And you're going to use a stainless steel um, you're going to use a stainless steel hose clamp to clamp it there. And then you're gonna yeah, raise uh, you're gonna raise, raise the water, the water level. level, and now you'll have a one ah. you'll probably have a two gallon. And instead of going to salvage one and doing all that, you fix the whole thing for five bucks. I mean, the toilet police aren't going to come after me or anything, right? Uh, Lindsay, did you get his address so we can call the toilet police and send him over to his house? <laughs> <laughs> the toilet police are not going to come to your house. I mean, here's the reality of it is. You're flushing twice to do what you need to do. Those 1.25, 1.3s are terrible. They just don't work. The 1.6s, American Standard and Kohler, they work really, really well. And so That's I, what I have. Right, right. I, and I those are those fine. I, but yeah. the other 1.2s are terrible. And if you do this little trick with the hose, you're golden. All right. Sounds good. Appreciate you. Thank you, Lou. You got to have a great day. 857-557-4LOU. It's 631 in the morning. We'll go into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Don Klepp. We will be talking uh, with someone about tiny bathtubs. But right now, we're going to talk to David, who's in Lake Geneva. David, good morning. You're on House Marts Radio. 
Good morning, Lou. Long-time listener. Uh, need a little help. Yes, sir. I've got uh, the house is on a well. The water is, uh, I'll say, acidic, I think is maybe the right word. Our countertops are marble. Um, we've had notorious problems with the water uh, maybe etching or staining the marble countertops. Yeah. We've had somebody come in and professionally uh, try to refinish and reseal the countertops, and after another year, two years, the same thing happens. So we're thinking the marble is too soft and that we probably need to replace the countertops uh, with some other product and did know if you had a recommendation on what product to use. <sighs> I mean... You you are correct about the marble being too soft, and uh, I assume that when they come and repolish it, everything looks fantastic, right? It, but it just doesn't last. Exactly. Right. And I would, you know, the thing is with any kind of stone, even a quartz material. I just I took a call a couple weeks ago about someone with you know, quartz is kind of the the big thing right now. You know, it's a, it's a beautiful-looking material. You can do a lot of different things with it. But it can still be etched by, um, you know, different kinds of chemicals or chemical makeups that can cause a problem. And that did happen to this caller a few weeks ago. I think that um, in a situation like yours where this you know there's this issue with the water and you're not going anywhere, you're probably a candidate for solid surface material like a Corian as opposed to a stone and or a quartz. Okay. And, you know, there are some beautiful solid surface materials out there. I mean, that, that mimic the look of stone, but the, the thing is the upkeep and the maintenance of it is it isn't that you, you know, depending on the finish that you choose. I mean, a lot of times people will, uh, will use, kind of a matte finish on those materials, then I think you probably would never even see a problem whatsoever, right? And it won't react to the acidity of the water like the finish on quartz or marble or or granite. Um, but you yourself can do some buffing on there to bring it back to life with a solid surface. Like it would be the kind of thing that if you talk to an installer that you said, okay, this is my problem, and this is why I'm choosing this material. Now I need you to give me a little tip on how, when this does happen, you know, I can do it. And, and really what they're going to tell you is using a couple of Scotch-Brite pads that are, you know, that's what they use in, in solid surface materials is uh, synthetic pads and the white pads being the finest. And you can go back over there. If you all of a sudden you notice, oh, there's a little dull spot over here. You can spend, you know, two, three, four, five minutes and bring it back to life. How much countertop are we talking about? Um, I would say it is um, uh, one top is probably uh, 10 feet long by four feet. And then I have another countertop that is uh, eight feet by the traditional yeah. two feet. Yeah. And, you know, with, with that, too, uh, the nice thing about the Corian is you can do these integrated sinks, you know, that are molded into. Have you ever had a uh, a solid surface material like that? I have not. Yeah. I have not. Other I mean, than cultured marble and a yeah. vanity or something. Yeah, like no, that, this but. is way different. And, uh, I mean, I really like it. It's, it's funny. It has not... 
Um, it is still a product being used quite a bit, but it isn't something that you hear about right now. What everybody talks about is quartz, and I and I love quartz. Don't get me wrong. I I actually uh, you know I've 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 come over to while I still do like granite and and those materials because of the natural veining and and uh, you know the not so much of a pattern. Quartz has come about to make it look so natural and the fact that it's non-porous and it doesn't stain, but it can still be etched. Uh, that is still a problem. So for you, what I would do is if you go to, you're in Lake Geneva. So if you go to Corian.com, you'll see all the beautiful tops. And I'm sure that on their website, there is a dealer locator and you can find a Corian fabricator uh, in the southeastern Wisconsin area. Terrific. Well, thank you. I appreciate the recommendation. You're a good man. Thanks for listening, and uh, uh, we're on till ten. So don't you know? Don't make any plans. All right. Sounds good. Have a good day. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Appreciate you calling. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. It is six forty four in the morning. We will take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. I mentioned a little bit later on this morning, um, we're going to uh, talk with, uh, well, there's a a company that makes these unbelievably beautiful bathtubs, which you may have never heard of this bath company. It's called MTI. When we, our daughter Mallory now lives in New Orleans, I've mentioned that, and we went down to visit her and we stayed at this, uh, this lovely hotel that's right by where she lives called the St. Vincent. It actually used to be... It was an asylum in the early part of the 1900s for unwed mothers. Now, the word asylum, I know, freaks people out, but it was like if you were an unwed mother back then, you know, it was a people were shunned. And so they would put women with their babies in this place. It turned into this kind of boutique hotel. And we stayed there and we check into the hotel. This is right when Mallory moved down there like a year ago, July, more than a year. And, um, we walk in and they have this unbelievably beautiful bathtub. I mean, like out of a magazine type of bathtub. And, you know, at one point my wife says, I'm taking a bath, which she did. And I'm looking around and going, oh, my God, that's such a beautiful bathtub. And it's it was from this company, MTI, uh, which I have heard of. And they make stuff in the U.S., but they came out with a line of tiny tubs. And so, you know, most of these things are like these ginormous things out of a movie, right, that uh, they're freestanding pieces of artwork. It almost, if you were remodeling a bathroom, first of all, they cost a fortune, right? They're ridiculously expensive, but it becomes the focal point of your bathroom, you know, depending on the size. Well, for most of us, we don't have these ginormous master baths, and Essentially, what they came up with is if you imagine your five foot standard five foot tub you have now, maybe that, you know, the, the, the cast iron Kohler Villager, they still make it. It's a great tub. And they created a soaking tub that fits in that five foot opening, freestanding. Beautiful. Um, now, I don't know that I could fit in it. But your average person probably could. And uh, anyway, we're going to have a conversation with the marketing people. Really interesting company, how they started and uh, and what they've evolved into. And, of course, for me, uh, I love the fact that, uh, you know, all that stuff is made in the USA that, uh, you know, we're keeping, you know, in, in the realm of – of, of trying to get more manufacturing here and, and not to deal with so much supply chain coming from overseas. 
that only benefits us. That means it costs a little bit more, but you know, when you're buying this stuff, you're keeping people employed, which I think is super, super important. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Another thing too, we are getting to those uh, colder weather months. And so the couple of things that I want you to really consider now, and I've been harping on this a little bit for a while, is we do need to get the furnaces cleaned and checked. And um, that is something that you want to get while this weather is milder, get on the schedule. We have lots of HVAC companies that you hear on this show and across the radio station. And any one of them will do a really nice job. And you can call them for different quotes uh, from people that, uh, you know, you can find out whom you would like to work with to, uh, uh, you know, to come and do the work. But it's really, really important. And then uh, once that is done and it's clean and they tell you everything is great, please keep on the furnace filter changes. I've mentioned that um, I've sort of changed my philosophy on this about indoor air quality. And so I think that really if you've got standard, you know, one-inch filters, I'd like you to see you using pleated filters. And I would like you to change them once a month. Um, you know, in particular, if the thing starts running all the time, it's going to capture the particulate in the air. They clog a little bit quicker than the spun fiberglass, which I don't like at all. And go buy a case of them at the hardware store or the home center. Leave it in the basement. Leave it in the mechanical room. Put a reminder on your phone and uh, change that all out. We're also talking a lot about fire prevention. I just mentioned that from uh, First Alert. So if the batteries haven't been changed in those smoke detectors, please do so. If you don't know how old your detectors are, the carbon monoxide detector, the uh, smoke detectors, replace them on average seven to ten years. And now... There's a new law going to an effect in January where any new stuff that you buy has to have the 10-year lithium-ion battery, which I'm a huge fan of. You put it up there, you hang the detector, carbon smoke detector that costs a little bit more. The prices will come down, but it's still a super inexpensive way to protect your family, especially as we tighten things up. And then finally, uh, the winterization of your home. You know, we've got this really nice... Uh, weekend, which I know that nobody wants to do any work. You just want to um, go out and enjoy it. And I get that. You can do that. But if you've noticed that, you know, you have leaky, you, you know, we have a few cold days, right? And um, if you feel drafts by the window, you feel drafts by the door. The best time to put that weather stripping on is now when the weather is a little bit warmer. Most of that stuff comes with adhesive, and um, it's going to grab on and make a better bond under these weather conditions than doing it when it's in the 30s or the 20s and trying to get it to stick to the material. So it would really be wise to think about uh, doing that kind of stuff now. And I mentioned, too, with windows, one of the things that we always forget to do is um, uh, is to uh, lock the windows because if the windows are open, uh, unlocked rather they don't seal and so that's a really terrific way to just garner more weather conditioning we're hearing all these stories about you know natural gas prices for uh, this area really the whole country that's going to be more and those little bitty things that you do will make a huge difference the other thing to remember too i remember this from a while ago a long time ago i used to give this tip that on thermostats right it's estimated that if you turn it down by one degree, 
it can lower your energy consumption by up to 3%. And so think about this. Maybe you like to keep the place at 72. Could you keep it at 70 and put on a hoodie? <laughs> you know, like a winter hoodie or a, a sweater and uh, wear some slippers instead of walking around barefoot? Would that make a difference? And, you know, instead of your bill being, you know, $250 a year for your, or a month for your gas bill, maybe it's $220. I mean, or $230. I mean, it all adds up, right? Especially over the winter uh, long months that those little things by turning the thermostat down just a couple of degrees makes a huge difference. And then I know a lot of us are working from home, but if you are going back to the office and you can manipulate that temperature by like five to seven degrees, when you're not there, the house is empty. I mean, if you have a dog, they'll be fine. They have fur. Trust me. They'll find a cute little place to curl up on the couch while you're at work and They'll stay plenty warm in a house that's, you know, 68 degrees or 66 degrees as opposed to 72 degrees when you come home and just give yourself an hour, you know, of resetting before you come home so it heats back up. All right. 857-557-4LU. We've got some open phone lines. 857-557-4568. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. I never know, like, should I should I have, like, beeped out that word when she said it? Well, that, that's I'm always concerned about this. Uh, there was, you know, uh, I'm on the committee with uh, John Williams for his jokes. You know, he sends jokes, like, should I read these jokes or not? It's me, Steve Alexander, Dave Ennett, and his wife, Brenda, will get copied on these jokes. And we have, like, a rule of the uh, of things you can't joke about in particular body parts that I'm not even going to share, not even the anatomically correct words for it because it's early in the morning. But um, then there was a, a a joke about a dog that is like my dog Flo. And I won't say the name of what kind of dog Flo is on the air because I'm always worried about it, right? Even though yes. I will mispronounce she's a Shizu. <laughs> I will purposely re- <laughs> not pronounce it correctly so that I don't get in trouble. Yeah, no. Right? Those dogs, they really get you. Well, you know what? I just don't want anybody to give me a reason. But then I was thinking, is the B-I-T-C-H something mm-hmm. we should be saying? Right? Did anybody say anything? Check with your text string. <laughs> I should. Anyway, it was a funny call. <laughs> it was a funny call. I think it was It was a it. funny call, right? I mean, totally come on. We got it. It's right. It's totally worth it, right? When I Don enjoy and I are, it. When Don and I are on the... Uh, Unemployment line. Hey, Don, nice to see you. <laughs> it was worth it, man. Yeah, I told you not to say the name of the dog, <laughs> right? God darn it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, that is funny. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Let's get back to the phone calls. Help some people out this morning. We've got some open phone lines, so give us a call. This is Lois, who is in Niles. Hi, Lois. You're on House March Radio. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you very much, Lou. I have a large, I have a 52-year-old house, and we had a large ceiling attic fan put in then. About five, 15 years ago, I replaced that fan, and now it doesn't work. And mm. I, I can't get anybody to get me a new one or fix this one, and I don't know who to call about it. This is, um, this is an attic fan that, is it a whole house fan, or is it a fan just in the attic that takes the air out? It's it's 
a whole it's a great big attic fan Louie, I don't Louie, I don't know it comes uh on the third floor and goes up to the seal out the another fan out the roof okay so Little when fan. you're so when you're upstairs you see mm-hmm. the fins that are like in the ceiling of the hallway yes okay so it's a whole That's ho- correct a and whole... I can't see anything else but that but it just flips it open and the fan comes on understood when I push the button understood but um, I called the people that did it 15 years ago and put the new one in, but they keep telling me three times I've called, and I said, we're busy with the air conditioner. We, and so I'd, I would like to get it fixed now that it's cooler for sure. them to go up there. Sure. But okay, they have so, not come. So with something like that, considering that everything's done other than we've got to swap the thing out, that would be an HVAC company that should be able to help you with this project. Okay? And we'll have, who is that? All right, so you're in Niles? Right. Okay, so a couple places to call. Um, you could call Lindemann Chimney Heating and Cooling. Mm-hmm. Lindemann Chimney Heating and Cooling is one, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. And the other would be Dykstra Home Services. How do I spell that? Dex- Dykstra? D-Y- uh-huh. K-S-T-R-A. Uh-huh. And uh, they would be another one to call. Um, another one up in your area would be American Weather Makers. Okay. All right, so we're going we're gonna to give you a whole bunch of people. And, um, and then finally, Perfect Home Services. Okay. All right, perfect home services. Now, all of and those do you have all, phone all, numbers on any of these. I I can get you the phone numbers on all of those. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you on hold, okay? Uh-huh. And I'm going to have Lindsay. I'm going to have Lindsay pick up and give you those numbers for everybody, okay? Oh, God bless you. Yeah, Thank so, you. I'm ninety, going to be 91 years old. Absolutely. And it makes such a difference in the house with this a- fan. I don't need the air then. Absolutely. So you, you stay right there, okay? And I'm going to put you on hold, and she's going to get that information for you uh, for all those phone numbers uh, off the air. That way um, you can give them a call, and they should be able to do a good job for you. Thanks so much, Lois. 857-557-4LOU, 857-557-4568. This is uh, Lil in Hoffman Estates. Hey, Lil, good morning. Morning. How may I help you? How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I have, a couple, uh, I have a couple of questions, please. Sure. I appreciate you um, taking my call. Uh, the main thing I'm calling about, we have a Three, it's instead of a picture window, which I don't think they even make anymore, but we built a house about three years, 30 years, I'm sorry, 33 years ago approximately. Okay. okay. The windows are fine, but the outside, it's, a, it's more like a, um, uh, what do you call that? It's a window seat area of around it or under it. Okay. So it sticks out the front of the house. It's like a bay like a bay and, like a bay window? Yes. Yes, I think that would be the right. Okay. All right. I'm old. I can't remember. <laughs> That's okay. That's go. okay. <laughs> anyway, it's falling apart on the outside. Mm. The windows are good. I never have draft. 
there is a spot on the bottom my husband found, and he's going to put a new piece of wood in under the window, middle window, mm-hmm. which is the only one we actually ever opened, mm-hmm. even in the summer. Mm-hmm. But the outside is, I've been uh, ill for off and on for a couple of years, hurt myself on Christmas. I haven't even been outside much, but to go to, you know, uh, therapy and stuff. Anyway, the outside is actually, the trim is falling apart. Got it. That. But the windows, but, how do you, but the windows, Lil, the windows, the windows themselves, like they go up and down and they open. It's just the trim on the outside correct. is kind of a mess. Yes. Okay. So we need like an exterior siding slash uh, repair company to come out and do this work for you. Okay. Do you have a pen or a pencil ready? I have it, yes. All right. I want you to call Cobblestone Remodeling. Okay. 773. 671-0606. 773-661-0606. Correct. And so they have an exterior division. And while this is a small job, they may be able to come, you know, and take a look at it for you and address it for you. And if they can't do it, they should be able to also recommend someone that they could possibly, you know, recommend that does a smaller job like that. But you call them, let them know that we spoke, and I bet they'll be able to help you and do a good job for you. Thank you, because I was wondering with the insulation, if that could be a... um, how big of a job that would be it shouldn't I don't but they can help me with that correct alright one other quick question yeah what do you do on like in the kitchen I hate to admit this I've recently noticed on the top around the cabinets are about a foot or foot and a half from the ceiling then it's paint what do you clean that paint with when it's like from cooking and maybe i'm not a good cook i don't know but (laughs) try using (laughs) try using a grease cutting cleaner called crud cutter and that's with two k's crud cutter and the trick there lil is you spray it on let it sit there for a good five minutes, right? So that it can really do the degreasing and then okay. then wipe it away with a sponge or a rag or something like that. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, is it okay? Would I be, I mean, I want to call this cobblestone. Yep. But I, my when my daughter's boyfriend is keeps saying, Oh, he's got a friend that can do this, can do this. And I think I want to make sure I, I would be better off with a 
Cowboys don't come in and tell me what they think. Well, I mean, and uh, they can be able to insulate it. If sure, it. of course, and and I mean, obviously, you know, I. I However you want to deal with your family members, that's up for you to decide. But, um, you know, it, you know, it's one thing to say, I got a friend, I got a friend. But if the friend never shows up, then it never gets done. So, you know, that's right. that's or the other thing, too. Right. That, now, if it's right. like I got a friend, he'll be here tomorrow. Then that's great. We love that friend. <laughs> but uh-huh. it doesn't hurt All you. Right. To, it doesn't hurt you, to, you. You're welcome. I appreciate you calling this morning. Eight, five, seven, five, five, seven, four. Lou, it's seven twenty two in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. It is one of the most impressive things you've ever seen with all this equipment. And uh, these uh, these guys were working their fannies off getting this all to work. It was really something else. 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. This is Chris. And Chris, where are you calling from? Shabance. Shabance. Where is Shabance? It's south of KTT. Shabance. I have never heard of Shabance ever. South of Camp Kiki, um, like near Moments? Um, south of Moments, um, kind of like near Ashcombe. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that. All right. How many people live in Shabance? Shabance. Um, a couple thousand. Oh, wow. Very nice. And you get WGN crystal clear down there? Uh, some days. <laughs> Well, hopefully today is one of those days. How may I help you this morning? I'm going to try to get some recommendations on heating that is going to be cost-efficient if possible um, to put in a warming room in a pole barn. A warming so, room, meaning who, who, are you, who are you warming in that warming room? Uh, livestock? Well, it's a stable, it's a and stable. we're basically looking for one room that will be a conditioned space right. to be able to keep you know, medication and feed and those kinds of things. Okay. And that pole barn is uninsulated? Yeah, the roof is insulated. The walls are not. Mm-hmm. We are going to be putting in insulation on the exterior wall of the room um, putting in an R19 vinyl um, basement blanket kind of insulation. Is it critical also in the summertime when you talk about conditioned to cool the space? No. Not at all? No. And and heating wise if I can you know, keep it at you know even 50 degrees, I would be happy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be a completely conditioned 72 degrees. And right now, there's lots of combustible. There's a lot of combustibles in there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Hay. Yeah, that would be it. Um, if all you're trying to do is get to 50 degrees, um, then maybe you might be a good candidate for an inverter, like a heat pump split system and uh, i'm assuming that all you have going out to the pole barn right now is electric yeah and you have do you have a separate panel out there like it has does it have its own feed yeah okay so if you were and one other question this uh area this stable or is it is it one stall that you're looking to do it's it's um it's going to be like a 12 by 16 room okay so I want you to go to Mitz, uh, Lindsay, 
Lindsay, what is uh, Mitsubishi Electric has the website? They have like a vanity website like uh, coolmyhorse.com. No, that's not it. Mitsubishi, you know, they uh, like uh, it. Uh, that, that should be it. Coolmyhorse.com. No, it's like Mitsubishi Electric is the name of the manufacturer, but they yes. have a website associated with us, right? That's like Mitsubishi, like Mitsubishi Clean something. Anyway, my point is this. They are the name. Mitsubishi Comfort? Mitsubishi Comfort, but it's something else that they have. Anyway, go to Mitsubishi Electric, uh, Chris, and look at their split systems. And in that space, they're gonna you're going to mount an inverter on the outside that's all electric, super efficient, super quiet. They're probably going to recommend at least two what they call cartridges, that you would mount up high, which is nice because the horse can't get at it, right? Mm-hmm. And it will kick out heat for you. And it's good. Like, it can maintain, I believe, 70 degrees down to an exterior temperature of, like, 5 or 8 degrees outside. You know what I mean? Which means that if you get those really cold days, it might only get to 50 degrees in there. But that's fine, right? We're... we're we're on those few days that it's super, super cold. These things will work really well for you. So Mitsubishi Electric, I'll come up with the vanity name and when we go to news, but keep listening. Go there, and I think that's your source. No flame, so there's no issue with combustibles. Okay, great. All right. And then does that run off of like a 220 line? Or? It runs off of a 240 line, correct. That'll be your most efficient to run a 240 line with separate electric there. It should work out just fine. Thanks so much for the phone call. Hey, it's time to head into the WGN Radio Newsroom and check in with Don Kleppen. Anyway, it's time for Noodaloo 2. Oh, and uh, that uh, a caller who wants to warm up that stable, the vanity site that I was thinking about is called getacomfyhome.com. Get a comfyhome.com and you can go there and learn more about the Mitsubishi products that are out there. Um, How long does your battery last on your phone when you're using your phone? Is it something that you're constantly running out of juice? Now, my battery goes a long time. I don't, I mean, I use my phone pretty regularly, but I don't have it it's not a huge problem. I notice that my wife, who has a brand new phone, brand new iPhone, but she is constantly texting and running businesses and emailing people and this and that and this and that. And maybe she has a few, uh, you know, applications that are open that shouldn't be closed, you know, which use a lot of, elect- I guess, use a lot of battery power. But it's always like, oh, I got to plug in my phone. I got to plug in my phone, even the new one. Well, our Noodaloo 2 is kind of a game changer and I think that if you own a cell phone, this is something you should have. And in particular, too, in an emergency situation, it'd be a good thing to have, too. Take a listen. When your smartphone's battery can't get you through the day, it's always smart to have a backup plan, right? And that backup plan means a power bank. But there are a ton of them out there. Which one's best for you? You don't want a bulky one or a heavy one or a super pricey one or one that's not allowed on airplanes with its lithium-ion battery, which would really stink to discover in the TSA line. Well, we've got a good one for you as our new Tulu 2 this weekend. The Nebo Power Bank is a compact and lightweight power 
power solution to easily charge your device on the go. This portable battery backup is USB-C or micro USB rechargeable, and it has one USB-A output to charge your USB-powered devices like your smartphone, tablet, smartwatch, camera, headlamp, or any other USB rechargeable device. The Nebo Power Bank also has an LED charge indicator so you know just how much power you have remaining. It's sturdy, impact-resistant, and if you get the 8,000 milliamp hours, it'll charge your smartphone up to 2.6 times before needing to be recharged. And if you get the 12,000 milliamp, you can charge it four times. That's some good charging. And the Nebo Power Bank meets the TSA and FAA regulations as an approved carry-on item. Something I wouldn't think about, but is a big plus now that I know. Price tags on the Nebo Power Bank start around 35 bucks up to 50 bucks. So charge this bad boy up, pop it in your bag, and never miss a call, text, email, TikTok, Instapost, or Wordle again. <laughs> For more information, visit Lou's House Smart's YouTube channel. Hey, and while you're there, click that subscribe button very nice um do you own uh Lindsay, do you own one of these uh i mean I, I i know you don't have the nebo but do you own one of these power bank things i do but i always forget to bring it yeah i have one and i'm very good about when i travel i bring it um but i wish i had more than one because they're super convenient and they are so awesome and they don't take up a lot of space. I mean, it's kind of the, it's the size of, it's smaller than George Costanza's wallet, you know, that he used to carry. Definitely smaller than that. But I mean, it's compact. They're pretty durable if you drop them, whatever. I love the one, the bigger one that you mentioned that can charge your phone up to four times. Because the biggest thing is you forget to um, charge the charger. Right. Charge the charger. And you're like, oh, it's out of stuff. You know, I need the juice, whatever. But uh, that one for 50 bucks, I think that it's kind of, you know, with all the accessories you buy when you get a phone, this is a definite go. We have it up on our YouTube channel. Go to youtube.com slash TV, and you'll see the information there if you would like to learn more. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studios. We'll take a quick break. And be back right after this. Morning, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Uh, I got Woody Woodpecker knocking on the side of the house. (laughs) Um, That's the first question. Right. What can I do with that? And then the second question is, uh, you know, it's it's thirty year old tongue and groove cedar cedar siding. Um, Wanted your opinion on going to uh, engineered LP. I like the engineered LP. Uh, it's really nice stuff, and um, you know, it came out of it came out of the uh, Hardy came out with their synthetic, you know, their concrete board, and it had some issues early on in the initial manufacture of it with water and ground contact, and then LP solved those problems and came out with their engineered product. Now. Woodpeckers do occasionally go after that as well, but it's not as common. What you have right now is we need to retrain that bird to go somewhere else. Now, I'm assuming that the bird is pecking away way up high, correct? Correct. Yeah. Uh, Two-story house, single story? Two-story. And are you comfortable on a ladder or are you going to get somebody? I'm pretty comfortable okay um i've got some peaks that i would probably 
I may have to get somebody out on. Yeah. So my trick on this is uh, I learned from a building and grounds guy down in Florida is you take fishing line and you put some small little nails in the face of the trim boards or the rake boards, whatever it might be, and you tie the fishing line and you do a little crisscross. Make sure the fishing line is a couple inches away from the siding. And you don't have to um, go crazy with it, but where... Where the woodpecker's going, crisscross over it a couple times, put little nails in there. You won't even see it when you get down off the ladder, but the woodpecker will, and they won't want to get tangled in it, and they'll go somewhere else. Many people have done this. I've given this tip for years, and they're like, oh, yeah, I did the thing with the fishing line. It's been up there for 10 years. I don't even see it. You know what I mean? And and there's no more problem with the woodpecker. So, you know, if you don't see it, there's nothing to worry about, right? And, um, yeah. so, um, that will work. And then if you decide, you know, to do the siding, well, then that's a whole nother, you know, investment obviously, but then you can go back at it. If, if you do this and in a couple of weeks, you notice they're gone, take some, you know, wood putty, exterior grade wood putty and fill in all those gaps so that, um, you know, you don't get any water and more damage to it over the winter yeah okay wonderful makes sense all right yeah makes sense all right thanks so much be careful up on that ladder if you're going to go up there i'm always worried about anybody go i'm i'm even coming to that point where i'm trying to lay off the ladder stuff just because you just never know uh this is rita in mount prospect rita good morning you're on house smarts radio good morning good morning how may i help you i have a I have a problem. I just had a contractor come in and remove paneling, wood paneling, from my family room. Mm-hmm. And when they removed the paneling, they found out there's, there was a wallboard on there, but it wasn't mudded or paste or jointed. So they did that. They then painted. A couple of days later, painted and uh, took care of everything. And totally five days later... I came down and everything cracked. All the seams cracked oh, in the wow. entire room. Wow. And they're still cracking. This is in the basement. No, this is in the first floor family room. First floor family room. And it's the, the building's been here. We've been buildings here been here for 50 years. This is a commercial building or a or a no, residential private home. Private home. Okay. Private home, let me ask, family room. Let me ask you this. The seams for the drywall that were there, do they run vertically or horizontally? Both. Over there's a fireplace. The majority of the the room is horizontal. Okay. Over the fireplace there's two that are vertical. Hmm. And when they took off the paneling and they exposed the wallboard, do you remember them putting additional fasteners in at all at the um, on the on the boards? Because my only I wasn't I wasn't in the room when they did any of that. They had covered the entryway with plastic, mm-hmm. so I was not aware of what they were doing. Right. I mean, the fact that it's all cracking, right, is telling me yes. that um, perhaps the wall board. Well, a couple things. The thickness of the wallboard would be a concern to me if it's at least a half an inch thick. 
because if it was underneath paneling, um, you know, maybe it was just uh, there from a sound and a, a way to keep the paneling nice and flat, you know, when it went up. So we ought to ensure mm-hmm. that the wallboard's at least a half an inch thick. In a perfect world, it's five-eighths, but a half inch will be fine. They probably need to add additional fasteners at every stud to really secure the wallboard to the framing, and that would be like a couple drywall screws on either side. And unfortunately, Rita, they're going to have to remud and finish and repaint. I mean, well, the, the fact... irony is the individual quit when he saw the cracks in the wall, oh, the gosh. first crack, without knowing that the entire room is going to crack. He just quit? He just quit. And did you pay him for everything or no? No. Okay. No. But I, I'm at a loss as to who to call, you know, do I, who do I call? That's a painter. It's it? a painter. It's a painting contract. A painter or yeah. is there somebody who works with drywall? Well... A painter... Because this guy that, was a painter. Right, but a, a good quality painter that has experience with wallboard and drywall and patching will know that this is what they have to do. So if you hire a drywaller, all they're going to do is come in and drywall or add some screws, and a painter is absolutely who you would call for this kind of work. So that's what I would do. Rita, thanks so much for the phone call. It's 7.58 in the morning. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We'll be back right after this. No, but you love... We've got Halloween coming up. I it's love the, to look at the costumes. I don't want um, to dress up. Did, did I send you the link that I am finally... You know, everything old again is new again? Uh, Don, Jordan... Uh, Jordan, I think I may have remembered Jordan... Uh, Maybe when your daughter was first born, you were dressed up, uh, you know, the most of the time when you get a little baby, they dress up like a pumpkin. Yes, she was a pumpkin. She was a pumpkin, right? I do remember that. We were, we were outside in the burbs freezing uh, for her first <laughs> Halloween. We were with a group of friends that all had kids that were probably wait, six wait, wait. months old. So older. wait, she, your daughter's how old? Now she's almost 19 months. 19 but, months. So yeah. uh, was she... Uh, no, she wasn't. But was she born on the Halloween that it snowed, or was that the Halloween afterwards? No, no, it wasn't snowing on Halloween. But we were, we did like a trick or treating with friends, and all the other kids were at least six months older. So they were walking around, <laughs> and she's in her little pumpkin outfit with like two coats on. Sure, you know, and she's just this freezing Trust little me, pumpkin. She's a pumpkin, everybody. She's a pumpkin. Yes, no, she well, wants nothing to do with it. We right? we kept the little pumpkin hat on so you could figure out that she was right. a pumpkin. But right. this year, I think right now the leader in the clubhouse is the Minnie Mouse costume. So. Minnie Mouse. Interesting. Yeah. And do yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Burnfield dress up as well? Uh, probably not. Probably not. Uh, Don, I think I'm just going to be cold. Don, you and Gretchen uh, getting into costumes? Um, you know, uh, two years ago, I want to say we we dressed up as the couple from Beetlejuice. You know, Gina Davis and Alec Baldwin. Oh, that's yes. good. We went to so a costume good. party for that. That's that was good. That was a lot of fun. But uh, we haven't talked about it this year, though. Yeah. Lindsay is the obligatory witch typecasting. Always. Um, <laughs> nice. she it's a classic that. it's a classic um well you know i have been the bear in the big blue house for 20 plus years nice. and none of the kids know who bear in the blue house is right i don't even actually none of you would be of that era my kids were of the era right so my oldest quinn's 29 and disney plus is re-airing bear in the big blue house Whoa. i think starting this weekend Whoa. so 
I think now all these kids are going to re-fall in love with the bear in the big blue house, and there I'll be. Your costume will be trending just like mullets are right now. Right. You know? be, it's, it's all coming right back. <laughs> mullets and the bear in the big blue house. <laughs> this is it. The past lives again. Yeah. Yeah. His big line was, he would always like, people would come in and he'd be, he'd, be, he'd smell you and he goes, ooh, you smell so good. Ooh. That's what he would say. I don't know if I would do that. <laughs> I know. Well, maybe they're cutting that it's out. An interesting well, I mean, greeting. <laughs> yeah, right? definitely. It's a good greeting. I mean, he's a bear, right? Could be he's worse, a, I guess. A, could be worse. Yeah. You smell so good, right? Totally. Do you Which, by the way, so this brings me to another thing. Uh, Don. Yes, sir. Cologne or no cologne? Um, you know, I was at one time big on it. Not so much anymore. Jordan? I yeah, I mean, it, for me, it's like I have to be going to something that's a special occasion to put. But you didn't on. put any on coming to work today. No, <laughs> I didn't smell you today. So. Yeah, de- definitely not for coming Lindsay, in to do radio is early. David, a cologne wearer. He does. He d- every daily. Day. Every day. as do I. And so this is the thing that uh, this is my little man tip for today. And I, you know, I don't. I I, I just so I was at a wedding. Couple uh, last weekend, actually, I was at a wedding, and uh, uh, Ben and uh, Emily from our neighborhood, Emily from our neighborhood, got married. It was a lovely, lovely wedding at the. Have you ever been to the cultural center downtown? On like Randolph, Michigan, and Dearborn. Can you oh, picture that building? Definitely walked by there a few times. Oh my yeah. god, the the room is amazing, nice. and you fill it with a handsome bride and a beautiful uh, a beautiful bride and a handsome groom and a bunch of people looking good it's even better but uh a woman that i you know normally don't see a lot at the wedding oh hi nice to see you you know give her a little hug and a kiss and she said and she did like the bear in the blue house oh you always smell so good like if you're a man why wouldn't you do that because having anybody say that to you is a good thing so my man tip today is wear cologne right on noted going back to it but not too much right but not too much that's the thing that's the threshold just a little Right. Spritz. Right. Right. I do one little shot behind each ear and on my wrist. It's good. Yeah. That's good. Right? Good spots. So, little man tip today. 857 557 Lou. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. We've got some open phone lines if you'd like to call in. 857 557 4568. A little bit later on this morning, we're going to talk about tiny tubs. So if you're a bathtub person, which I am a, I do like a good bath. I like a good hot tub, but I like a good bath too. But those soaking tubs are the absolute best. And um, this company makes really, really nice ones. And we're going to have that conversation a little bit later on this morning. But let's get back to the phone lines now at 857 557 four five six eight this is jerry calling in from elmhurst hi jerry you're on house smarts radio good morning good morning uh, my problem is i have uh my house spray for wasps and i <clears throat> i have 60 days or they'll come back and spray again now my question is do i fill that hole up it's between the mortar of two bricks wait you had your house you had your house what done they they sprayed for the wasps. Oh, they sprayed for wasps. Okay. And right. and now the wasps are gone. Correct. And you have holes. Did you say you have holes in the mortar? 
Well, the the hole was uh, where the wasps were is in the mortar between the two bricks. I see. And I'm wondering what I could and when do I put stuff in the hole. Well, today would be a great day because it's going to be a little bit warmer. And what I would do is buy some gray caulking, like an acrylic latex caulking, and cut the tube so that you just cut enough of the tube of the caulk. You know, actually, you could buy a squeeze tube. You don't need to buy a whole big caulk gun. They make squeeze tubes of it. Cut the very end of it. Shove it in the hole and squeeze it so you really push the caulking deep into the hole, right? Not just on the surface. And then when it starts to come out a little bit, pull the caulking away. Use your finger to kind of smooth it out so you tool it smooth. And it will dry, in particular today, because, you know, it's a warmer day. And the combination of the spray and the caulking, hopefully they don't come back, and the fact that we're getting into the colder months, you should be in pretty good shape. Okay, great. Thank you for your help. You are welcome, Jerry. Thank you so much for calling. 857-5574, Lou. 857-5574-568. Hey, it's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. Thanks, Lou. Improve the look of your home without crazy construction disruption. Swap out your interior doors and trim today at Builder Supply Outlet. 97% of real estate pros agree doors and trim positively impact home value. Ditch old slab doors for shaker-style ones in one- and two-panel options. Need them pre-hung? Their on-site mill shop can customize to your specs and have them to you weeks before the big box stores. A quick fix that can make a big difference now. Find it at Builder Supply Outlet. I first noticed uh, this problem uh, a few days ago. I'm in the bathroom, and I hear what sounds like the toilet being flushed, and uh, I hear the water draining out. I look under the, uh, uh, in the bowl, and the water's level is the same. So, And this is occurring maybe three, four times during the hour. So I'm wondering what's happening. You're in the bathroom. You hear- I'm in the bathroom. It sounds like a, like a flushing from the toilet. Okay, and you, uh, all, and, and you water, look at the toilet, and, the it's water, not, and it's not flushing. Right, exactly. And the water's not moving. And I don't... I do, uh, it sounds somewhat like I had like a sump pump when the water goes out the sump, but I don't have a sump pump in the house. Hmm. Um, in this bathroom that you're standing in, is there another bathroom on that level that backs up to it? No, not on the same level as a, there's a toilet below the level, but uh, I look there too. The water stays the same, does not drain out. Hmm. But I'm hearing the flushing of the water. <laughs> hmm. And and you haven't pinpointed it. It it happens periodically or randomly or yeah, maybe randomly, maybe a few times during the hour. Uh, is so you know it's, it's just bothering me. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if this is going to affect my water bill. <laughs> well, what it sounds like to me is um, that your fill valve has a like a fill valve's not sealing. Like when it does it, do you, does it sound like it lasts maybe like two or three seconds and then it's done? It's similar similar to to when I flush the toilet. It right. has the same amount of time yeah, yeah, yeah. before stop. Okay. All right, well, then let's try this. But I don't see- Let, let's try this. Yeah. Um, All right. In that bathroom today, okay, when you're, yeah. you're done doing whatever, I want you to turn the right. wa- turn the water off to that toilet. 
Okay. Okay. And then right. if nothing happens, right, it doesn't flush per se. Sounds right. like a flushing. Right. Then that tells me that it's something with your fill valve. Okay. And you can either try adjusting the fill valve, like maybe just lowering the water level in the tank a little bit or raising the water level as long as it's not over the overflow. Right. Or or, um, maybe replacing the fill valve altogether. It's not that difficult of a job to do. I don't know how handy of a gentleman you are, but, um, you know, you would turn off the water. You'd take the water line off of it put a rag down or a bucket, you know, to collect a little bit of the water, flush the toilet so that the tank is empty. Right. And then you unscrew the one nut. It's typically a hand-tightened nut, but you may need a pair of pliers to loosen that. You buy a new fill valve, you drop it in, tighten it up, reconnect the water line, set the level, and go. So my guess is it's a fill valve issue. The way we're going to test it is turning off the water, you know, it's 8.30 in the morning now. If you can use right. use the other bathroom till noon, right. if it doesn't happen, yeah. then we're like, okay, this definitely must be a fill valve issue that we have to deal with. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. You Thank got you. it. Appreciate you calling this morning as well. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. Two things. One is we're going to talk about uh, some bathtubs, uh, which I think are really cool. But then afterwards... I, and this is not a commercial for them at all, but I don't even think, Lindsay, I told you this yet, but uh, I went and had my hearing evaluated because I've been having problems with my hearing, and I have for a while. And I found the whole evaluation to be fascinating. And I think that, you know, you hear ads uh, on TV or on the radio here about getting your hearing evaluated and how, you know, it has leads to all these other things. But after our interview, I do want to talk a little bit about that because I think it's something that I found to be quite enlightening, remarkable, and cheat as I need hearing aids. Um, and um, But what I found fascinating was how they go about finding out exactly what's going on with your hearing and how it can improve. So we'll talk a little bit about that um, after this report of WGN Radio News with Don Kleppen. You may have seen a trend, and I've talked about it a little bit on the radio show as well, about tiny homes. You know, it's a big trend right now where uh, people are, you know, building houses on trailers or they're even just building houses out of containers. And it's a, a common theme, tiny homes, tiny homes. I was reading in a uh, uh, industry magazine that I get about a, a bath company, a bath manufacturer that has released tiny tubs, which is kind of a funny little thing, but they're absolutely beautiful. Joining me on the phone line is Michael Cornoa, who is the Vice President of Marketing for MTI Baths. Michael, good morning, and welcome to House Smarts Radio. Good morning to you, Lou. Thanks for having me on. Um, I am actually familiar with your company. As a a former home builder, uh, I have... Your tubs have been specced every now and then because they're absolutely gorgeous. And uh, it's funny, my wife and I recently stayed at a hotel in New Orleans. We have a daughter that lives in New Orleans. We stayed at this lovely hotel, and they had this absolutely beautiful soaking tub in the center of the bathroom. I mean, like a, just a crown jewel of this bathroom. 
And I said to my wife, I go, wow, that is just such a beautiful bathtub. And of course, what do I do? I look around it and I find out, in fact, it's one of your bathtubs. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good thing. That's a good thing. But uh, for our listeners, can you give a little history? Because how you folks started and what you are now uh, has been quite the evolution. It really has been. um, Not to take too much time on history, but... It was, uh, MTI was founded by a self-made man, an entrepreneur, and he was convinced that he could make a better bathtub. And so he started off doing that in his garage, (laughs) and then he became, and then and then plumbing them to be whirlpools. Right. And then he was re- he realized that the the quality of other people's bathtubs was such. He says, "I just got to make these things from scratch." Right. And and that was the genesis of the whole thing. And so for a number of years we were focused on whirlpool baths and then different therapies began entering the scene, uh, air bath, mm. for instance. Mm. And, and since then, there are a number of others that I can get into if you would like me to. Uh, but we find ourselves now in a place, after 34 years being in business, that um, we have hundreds of tubs that we offer. Uh, we offer more water therapies and what we call sensory therapies than any other manufacturer. And we make our products in four distinct materials. Right. So, yeah, we have grown quite a bit. Well, and I think that, you know, for those that, you know, will hopefully go to your website, which is mtibaths.com, you will immediately see that I think for most people, they think about, oh, it's a bathtub, right? I'm stepping over my, you know, my five-foot tub in my uh, bathroom, you know, the, the standard thing that most of us would would mention. But immediately when you go to the website, you recognize the fact that not only are these bathtubs beautiful, but they actually become almost the centerpiece of a beautiful bathroom design. You are you are very correct. Um, when I can remember back to 2003, uh, we offered three freestanding bathtubs, and uh, not many other people offered any at all. And we saw that trend coming on hard, and um, through my PR and media efforts, um, there's a part of me that likes to think we helped, if not instru- if not in fact instrumental, in creating that category. Yeah. Uh, today, we have 134 models of freestanding tubs alone. I mean, they're they're just beautiful, and uh, I mean, uh, you literally could get lost looking at the different designs, and <laughs> and and almost it's it's one of those things where you look at it and you're like, ooh, I I want to go inside that bathtub. I mean, I want to take a tub. <laughs> I, I, the reason that I call, okay, so now you you have these gorgeous, uh, obviously therapy tubs, but also uh, a. a, a depth of product in the soaking tub, which I think is beautiful. Now you've created this line of tiny tubs because a lot of these beautiful bathtubs that are kind of the centerpiece are quite large. And, Uh you know, the average U.S. home would be uh, probably prohibitive uh, of using something like this. But um, perhaps tiny is the wrong word, but because they're still a pretty good size. But talk a little bit about that new uh, launch. Certainly, um, in part due to 
COVID, but the trend started even before then. Mm. COVID amplified the situation where uh, people were stuck at home. Right. And they were looking for things to do <laughs> and how to enhance their home, kitchen, bathroom, or whatever. And uh, a lot of people were taking out the original drop-in or undermount alcove bathtub that came with the house. Right. And with the attraction to freestanding tubs, they were looking to replace their uh, their drop-in or, or undermount tub in a 60 or 66-inch wide alcove with a freestanding tub. And so that's where we started um, uh, also offering tubs in smaller sizes. Um, we have one that's 57 inches long. Uh, 60 inches, 66 are very uh, popular sizes, and it just affords a lot of flexibility for the homeowner who is remodeling or for the homeowner who is leaving a large uh, McMansion mm -hmm. and they are building a new, smaller home, uh, less expensive to build, less expensive to maintain, etc., and then another little twist we've done with the uh, smaller tubs is offering a, num a number of them with an integrated faucet deck. Oh. And we do that because, <clears throat> you probably know, many of the freestanding tub fillers that are required for a freestanding tub are quite expensive. Right. And and um, it may be difficult for you to find uh, the right style you're looking for to match the rest of the room or the right finish. And, and so by offering tubs with an integrated faucet deck, that enables the homeowner, the designer, to select from a huge assortment of what's often called a Roman faucet, right. your typical faucet used on your regular drop-in bathtub. You can find those things in all different styles, finishes, price points, um, you know, uh, and it becomes a very um, easy and more economical way uh, to do a remodel and also match your bath fixtures with your shower fixtures yeah. and or your sink fixtures. So that's another little uh, twist we've given it just to make it easier for people to accomplish their objective. I know that, you know, you've, you've had this evolution in the company and kind of going from, you know, therapy baths and you're still in that business and now you've, you've got this full line, which is absolutely beautiful. But one of the things that I find uh, I'm excited about is the fact that you're still manufacturing this stuff in the U.S., right? Yes, we are. Yeah, and where do you, yes, do, where do, you do that? Uh, we do that in a little town, uh, Sugar Hill, Georgia, uh, about 40-minute drive north of Atlanta proper. And uh, we have about 250 employees. We take... A lot of pride in what we do. As a matter of fact, we call our plant workers artisans. Yeah. Um, and and that is, is and, and and we do everything by hand, by the way. Right. And we make every product to order. We don't have 
already constructed tubs sitting on our shelves. Uh, when we get the order in, that's when we build it. And that offers the homeowner and the designer a tremendous amount of flexibility when they are working with a sales consultant in a decorative plumbing showroom mm -hmm. because they can actually pick and choose uh, the placement of components or, you know, which therapies do you want to mix in this tub and that sort of thing. And especially when you get to our sculpture stone, which is a true solid surface engineered stone one of those tubs after it comes out of the mold takes four man hours to finish by hand yeah these are not inexpensive bathtubs i don't want anybody to think no. that this is a garden variety but if you're looking to create a bathtub that has uh you know i guess the crown jewel of it being the bathtub <laughs> this might be a place to spend a little bit of money uh, Michael, where do people go to learn more about the tubs and, and your company and the things that you folks do? Uh, as you mentioned, uh, our website is mtibaths.com, and uh, we invest a lot of energy, care, um, and uh, financial resources to continually improve it. And about 50% of our monthly site visitors are brand new wow. to MTI. And so right on our home page, you can get a very, very good first impression of who we are, what we do, how we do it, and why we do it the way we do it. You can easily see the products that we offer. We offer multiple ways for you to get to your destination product. Mm. We have a number of side filters that you can start off with. For instance, the length of the tub you're looking for. Do you want it to be a freestanding one or a drop-in? And as you enter those things, it keeps on narrowing down the selection. Uh, so we try to make it very, very user-friendly. Uh, and then on our website, we have... Uh, what we call our dealer locator. It's uh, very prominent at the top toolbar. Right. And you can go there and easily find where our products are available in over 1,600 decorative plumbing showrooms nationwide. We also have a key on there that tells you uh, if there are models on display, what models on display, and even if they happen to have a working model. So again, trying to make it as easy for people to find us, ultimately, hopefully, purchase one of our tubs. Love it. Michael Cornoa is the Vice President of Marketing for MTI Baths. If you want to learn more about the products that they manufacture here in the USA, go to mtibaths.com. Michael, thank you so much for uh, getting up this morning. Uh, remember to uh, scrub behind your ears when you're taking a bath. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and happy fall. You too. Appreciate you joining us. You're listening to House Marts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini. We'll take a quick break. Oh, our phone number, by the way, is 857-557-4LOU. 857-557-4568. We'll take a quick break. And we'll be back right after this. If someday I end up alone in, you know, like a nursing home and I'm all by myself, you know, I mean, it's depressing. You know, and a lot of people, chat. that's a challenge for a lot of people. I think I'll be okay. You oh, he's fine. Me. Leave him over there just giggling, laughing and stuff. I'll just be, you know what you'll do? You'll give me like a, a iPod with uh, all my rejoins and I'll just play them over and over again that you've made for me for the past, how many years have <laughs> you and I worked together? A long time. 15. Oh my gosh. Wow. 
857 Lou. 857-557-4568 is our phone number. Let's get back to the phone lines. This is Terry over there by Elmwood Park. Hi, Terry. You're on House Marts Radio. Good morning. Good morning, Lou, and thanks for taking my call. Of course. Um, my question is in regards to my chimney. So um, during a storm, and this goes back, I think, a year and a half ago, um, we had some damage. And so I called Lindemann Chimney, who are fantastic, came out, fixed the chimney, let us know we were struck by lightning mm. um, and had to replace the cultured stone up there. Okay. And now all that, and now, I mean, this is like a year later, we need um, flashing. Everything is set. It just needs flashing so it will look cosmetically appealing. I mean, right now it looks awful because it doesn't have the flashing around the chimney. And it's a two-story house, and I don't know if that's why I can't find, you know, we can't find anybody that'll come and do it. I Wait, don't know. Lindemann, Lindemann won't do the. This is the flashing on the crown of the chimney? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, the flashing, you know, where the chimney meets the roof. Oh, where the chimney meets the roof. Yeah. Okay, so you need that, like, decorative step flashing yep. to go there. Yep. Okay. Have you contacted either Lindeman, uh, Lindholm Roofing or Rogers Roofing? Um, Lindman Roofing no, said Lind, they don't Lind, do that. Lindholm. Oh, Lindholm. Lindeman is the yeah. chimney company. Lindholm yeah. Roofing doesn't do the step flashing? No. Hmm. But Rogers, I didn't. Where Where are they at? Well, they, they work all over Chicagoland. They're Southside based, but they'll come to Elmwood Park. Okay. I believe okay. their um, 800 number is like 800 New Roof. That's either Rogers Roofing is either 800 New Roof or that might be Lindholm Roofing. But they have one of those numbers to keep listening and I will give that mm-hmm. 800 number out. But they call them, and they'll definitely do it as well. Thanks so much for the phone call. 8.58 in the morning. The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. We'll take a break and be right back. Get Kitchen makeover video. We Remodel. have all those videos. Right. And we need to, you and I need to block out some time to figure all that out. Well, I just imported the 98 videos that you sent me. Is that what? <laughs> Is that how many I sent yeah. you? Right on top of that. That's oh my right. God. Yep. You're like, how are we going to do this? I'm like, oh, I think we're just going to have to sit down and do it together because you have no idea what I shot, A, and I took, no, you know, normally when you do the kind of video stuff, you take copious notes. Oh, yeah, I use this shot, and it's just going to be like, I think I did that, and so we'll have to, it's looking good, though. We have one piece left. The new refrigerator is supposed to come a week from today, and then it's... We can do the final beauty shot. It really looks good. Okay, so I, I real quick, before we get back to your phone calls, I, wa- I want to tell you something about something that happened to me this week, which I find very interesting. And for those of you that have listened to me for a very long time, I think you'll find this interesting as well. Uh, Don or Jordan, you're both young men. Uh, your hearing, as far as you know, is good? What'd you say? Huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's funny. Uh, boom, boom. Yeah, I think he's it's okay. Said, yeah. yeah. So far, so good, yeah. So far, so good? I think so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm quite a bit older than you gentlemen, and uh, I have, about 10 years ago, 
I went to go see an audiologist and because I was having a hard time, you know, in like certain situations hearing stuff and in particular on my left ear. And they did a test then and the guy goes, yeah, you've got some hearing loss. And he goes, as soon as it drives you crazy enough, you're going to come back and see me. Okay. Well, you know, 10 years go by and, um, you know, a lot of people in the radio business in particular, not, I only do this once a week. So I think my hearing aid or my hearing issue rather is more from all the years I spent building houses and whatever. And because the hearing loss is more on my left side, I kind of come equate that with the fact that I'm left-handed. And whenever I used a power tool, it was always in my left hand. Mm. And I was, you know, of that generation where we didn't wear safety glasses, we didn't wear hearing protection, you know, all the stuff that a lot of people in the trades now are very focused on. I got a young man uh, who's the uh, son of very good friends of mine who just entered the Carpenters Union. And uh, during his training programs, you know, he was in a training program and he said, he calls me Mr. Lou. Mr. Lou, he goes, you know, how, you know, how is it that you, uh, you know, can make it through all this, you know, all these years later, you know, what happened? And, you know, working in the trades in particular, it takes a toll on someone's body and you have to be really smart. And I said, any and all safety precautions or advice that they give you now that they didn't give 40 years ago, do it. If they say wear safety glasses or wear hearing protection, wear it, do whatever. So we've heard on this radio station uh, an advertiser, the Hearing Health Center. You know, um, Walter Jacobson talks about, you know, his hearing loss. Walter's a little bit older than me. And so I contacted them to go get a hearing test. And I went downtown. And you you maybe have heard of this Dr. Ronna Fisher. She's lovely and has been in this business for like 38 years. And they put you in a room, right, a little soundproof room. And... They put these, uh, you know, hearing devices in your ear, so it's kind of covered up. And then they test both sides of your ear. And what they do is they say words, and you repeat the words back. Mm. Okay? So they'll say knife or kite or, you know, words that kind of sound alike. And so she sets up the the listening. She says, I'm going to set this up at... The hearing level of what they deem is normal conversation level. And they do one ear at a time. And I mean, on my left side, she's saying the words, and I, I'm guessing. Hmm, man. Right? I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Really? Right. Gosh. And so then she's like, okay, then I'm going to turn it up a little bit. And then she turns it up, and now I can get it. But I, but I was probably getting 50% of the words right. Okay. All right. So they do this whole evaluation. Then you go into this other room. Okay. And she's like, okay, they got this graph and they can show your hearing. And, and like now you're a little, not that you're disappointed, but it's acknowledging what your brain has been fighting the whole time. Right. And so they have a whole selection of these different hearing aids that they have. And, and what I asked, of course, you know, because just like when I tell you all about uh, improving your home, you want the best quality stuff. You can get. I go, what's the best hearing aid that you can get? And she says, it's the one that, you know, it's like a little clear tube that goes inside your ear and then it wraps over the top of your ear and it kind of hangs off the back. 
So she puts those on, and they're, of course, and Don and, 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 and Jordan, you know, full of technology. They're Bluetooth enabled. They can turn them on and off, and they have the ability nice. to, they have the ability to do adjustments right there via the computer. Oh, I thought mm-hmm. you were so going to in- the Bears games, too, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, here's an interesting thing. If you have an iPhone, there's a setting for hearing aids that you can connect Bluetooth to the hearing aid. Oh, wow. Lou, so I, it's I can like tell you that I've experienced with this because my grandparents have those Bluetooth hearing aids. Right. And when I call them, it's like it's in one ear for my grandpa, but then it's not in my grandma's ear. So she can't hear the conversation. <laughs> and she's like, well, you speak up. And she doesn't realize <laughs> that it's going into his yeah. ear Jordan, and not, not hers. You're not making me feel any better at this point, okay? Stop it, talking. it could be at least a sitcom for you <laughs> oh, at some point. Man. So this is the most, this was the most telling thing. So I have these hearing aids on. Okay. And I'm sitting there with this Dr. Ronna Fisher and she, and there's another gentleman in the room and she is talking to me right in a regular voice. She actually has a, she herself has a lower voice. Like my wife has a pretty low voice, uh, you know, from, from, for a woman. So it was very similar uh, in in her tone, her level of tone is talking to my wife, mm-hmm. and then she walks behind me, and continues to talk, and I can hear her no no problem, and she turns them off behind me, and I can't understand her. Wow! Right. So then she comes back around, sits down at the desk. Now we're sitting across a desk from each other in a in an office. It's quiet, right? But they have the ability now to mimic with speakers in the room, like I'm in a restaurant. Okay, so the clanking of dishes and, you know, clank, and it literally sounds like we were out to dinner, right? And, right. Uh, and, and that's where I notice that I really have a hard time participating in conversations. And so the hearing aids are on, and she is talking in a normal voice, and I'm hearing clear as a day that you're what she's saying. And then, and she's talking in the middle of the conversation as she's talking, she turns off the hearing aids. I'm looking right at her. Her lips are moving. I can't hear a thing. Wow, man. That must have been so freaky. It's freaky. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's It must also, because you've worked in radio for a long time, it's like we're all so cognizant of what's going on in our headphones. Mm-hmm. Like if there's totally a slight thing up, off, right? is that weird right? for you? Right. You just turn it up yeah. right? with, the, with the headphones. And so it was... It was this realization, you know, and, and I know, if, and so then they have these, you know, the, they, you hear them on the, the ads, right? And then this is not an ad for them. I'm just giving you the experience that, because what I, what I, what I really want you to get, to take away from this conversation is if you're having problems with this, go get it checked out. And this is true of any kind of medical thing, right? We're getting into pretty soon it's going to be November, which, you know, is, uh, you know, men's health awareness, right? And, uh, whether you're a man or a woman, if you've got hearing loss, it you know there's all these different studies about how it can affect you. And when you're ready, and now I'm ready, right? And the vanity of it for me is not really a big thing. I'm I'm fine with having hearing aids that you see, and yeah, I have hearing aids because what's really strange, I don't have them yet, but now since I've had this evaluation and I'm in certain settings, and I went out to dinner last night with my wife and a couple of friends. And um, I was cognizant of the fact that I was struggling to hear the conversation. And I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm, right. right. Can't wait for the AIDS to come now. Right. Yeah. 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 So don't hesitate. If you're worried about it, get a consultation, decide for yourself. But 
you know, we have all these things to help benefit us down the line, you know, to live better, better, healthier, more productive lives. And this, I think, is just one aspect of it, which could really be beneficial. And uh, it was a it was a cool, enlightening experience. And, um, you know, a lot of people have hearing loss at all different ages. You know, I'm 58. I'm not 78 or 88, you know, but uh, if I... If I, you know, that obviously it's as you get older for a lot of people, hearing losses can be an issue, but I want to take care of it now and enjoy all the conversations that I have and yeah. then, uh, you know, or that I have with people to be able to get them. So, yeah, good on you. Way to, way to meet it head on, you know. Those very interesting. It was really, really interesting. And of course, I want to know all the technical side of it. Yes. Right. Of course. We so have I, a I question. Say, I, mean, I still, so I still get to boss you around. At a, louder, at a louder volume now. <laughs> at a louder, right. Executive not talk so loudly, please. <laughs> 857-557-4, 857-557-4568. Let's do this. We'll take a quick break, and I'll go back to your phone calls right after this. 857-557-4, Lou. This is Vicki in LaGrange Park. Hi, Vicki. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, good morning, Lou. I have a question. My brother, who lives in New Buffalo, Michigan, has a manufactured house. And on the south side, there is a six-foot patio door. And on the stationary side, on the floor, it's a linoleum floor, there is a black strip. It's about 20 inches long by 5 inches deep. And it starts about 2 inches away from the stainless steel strip of the door, the the bottom of the door. You can't wash it up, and I can't. I try to scrape it. Now, my brother thinks it's mold, and he doesn't know what to do with it. He says, I don't know if I need a new patio door or what. I thought maybe he should cut out that part of the linoleum. And he says, yeah, then I have a ruined floor. <laughs> what so would this your is, thoughts be? This is the, so I'm on the inside of the door, yes. and it's the actual black, lino, so it's the linoleum floor goes up to the doorway, but the discoloration right. is on the stationary side. That's right. Only and, there. And is the linoleum, is it tile or is it sheet good linoleum? No, I think it's sheet. That's what it came with the house when, you know, when they delivered it. And um, it is sheeting, which is why I thought maybe if he cut it out and then he could put a contrasting strip of tile in there otherwise. Um, and is it when you say when you say that it's black strip? It's not even. It doesn't look like it was intended. Oh no no no! It's kind of a ragged edge. It looks like maybe water had fallen. I you see. Know, and I see. There, I see. So what if um, could we? And let me ask you another question: When you go, the flooring goes up to the door, and then you step up into the door, like uh, you know. In other words. Do I have a little bit of uh, elevation from the door no. and the floor? No, it's it's that stainless steel, um, the runner, you would call it. The threshold? It's Yes, threshold. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, no, it maybe rises about a half an inch only. Okay. It's not very much of a step up. You could buy a transition strip. They make them six inches wide that are flat and probably an eighth of an inch thick that you could cut out. You could buy a six-foot-long, six-inch-wide transition strip. 
and you could cut mm-hmm. the linoleum straight, you know, at five inches, I'm just making this up, and then okay. lay this transition strip over the top of it and either screw it down or glue it down, and, you know, it would be the width of the door. It would end up kind of looking like it's part of the door, Right. Well, yeah, but what's causing that black strip? Well, we need to find that's that out. Got- we need to find that out. So, that's, re- yeah. regardless, so the issue is we need to cut out that strip, and we need to find okay. out is there damage underneath there? Is there water leaking around the door, right? And then once we solve that problem, I guess it's like a caulking issue or something like that over the top of the door or the side of the door. Now how do we make it look better without redoing the whole floor? And you're going to do that with a wide transition strip. Where would you get that transition? You'd order that strip. online. You either order that online, or if you go to like a floor and decor, it's probably a special order. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Well, we'll try that. Keep me. Do me a favor. Keep me posted on this when you go there and help them out, and, and let me know what happens. Appreciate your calling. Hey, we're going to do our just text me segment. Send me some text messages at eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Which, by the way. If you text us or leave us a voicemail, you could be our first caller next week in the 6 a.m. hour when we don't call us, we call you, and you win a WGN 100th anniversary commemorative T-shirt and soon to be a new car, eventually. Not really. I'm just making that up, but I want it to be. (laughs) 9.31 in the morning. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studio. It's time for WGN Radio News. We haven't even done it long Wait, enough it's that's gonna work happen it, don't worry listen to me work it out i am the macro guy i need you to figure out the micro stuff i got please. i'm, it's, I'm please, it's pretty, under please. control <laughs> under control how about we do our just text me segment they're not taking that away from me is are they well we'll talk about that <laughs> uh, um lou can i repair a chip on the edge of a quartz counter uh Yes, uh, it's not, yeah, you can, you need to, the trick that I have seen is, um, the trick that I have seen is, I think you know what you need to do is move your cell phone away from the microphone. Look at that. Problem solved. Sorry. It's okay. Thank you. Um, so here's what I would do, um, with the chip. I've seen them fix the chip with crazy glue, and the and then what you do is you take a razor knife, and you you slice once it dries. You run across the face of it with a razor knife or a um, um, like a flat razor scraper and scrape it there. So add a little bit, build it up, not a lot. Like use the gel one. Let that dry. Keep adding to it. Once it overbuilds, then use the razor knife to slice it on the edge to create the corner, and you may just pull it off. And with the clear, it'll kind of blend in the colors from both sides. Great. Next. Lou, how do I get rid of carpet speed bumps? I have one in each bedroom. Oh, you need to rent or buy a carpet stretcher. And uh, you can rent them. It's this tool that is, you know, the hair, uh, the hairbrush for a dog that really does a good job of taking the hair off of them, but the dogs hate them because the tines are really tight. That grips the, you put that on the carpeting 
And then with your knee, you kick it and it stretches the carpet. And ultimately, you're going to get to the edge where the carpet strip is. And you're going to do that as you kick it and it tightens it up. Then you'll need to use a razor knife, same razor knife. Hopefully, it's the same person with the uh, uh, countertop and they'll ha- already have the tool. But you'll have to probably trim the carpeting a little bit because you restretched it. And that's all it takes. Rent a carpet stretcher or buy one. All right. And last here, we've got the flashing on my roof where the dormer meet needs to be co- needs to be caulked. What kind of caulk do you recommend? So up on a roof, it's very important that that caulking stays super flexible and has a really good grip. One of my favorite caulks is a product from a, a local company. I believe they're still manufacturing out in Maywood. Uh, and the company's called NPC Solar Seal. Nancy Paul Cat Solar Seal. And um, that should do the trick. NPC Solar Seal comes in a bunch of different colors. It is what they call a terra-polymer caulking that will do a really, really nice job. That's our Just Text Me segment, 857-5574. Lou is the number that Kathy in Plainfield called. Hi, Kathy. You're on House March Radio. Hi, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a longtime uh, listener here. Thank you. My question today to you is I'd like your opinion. Um, it has to do with our driveway, our concrete driveway. It actually uh, was poured in about 1986, but it's held up remarkably well. Okay. I've heard about um, a company called Concrete Craft, and I wanted your opinion on this. I understand that um, they don't take the concrete out or break it up. They put some type of a layer over the concrete. Is that correct? I am not familiar with the company. So are they like a decorative concrete company? Is that what they're they're putting something over the top, you're saying? Or are they pouring it? Um, you, you know, uh, and, well, let me ask you, let me ask you this. You said it's held up remarkably well. What is yes. it that you would like and to my, do? Uh it, it, it looks its age. Um, I mean, but other than that, I, my husband, I know, in the fall put some type of a sealer on it. So it actually doesn't have a lot of um, lines that have cracked. Right. There's more a few areas, few areas where it was pitted. And I know that when it was poured, the um, our uh, whoever built the house, he insisted on some type of a a better pour on the concrete. Right. So um, it doesn't have that, you know, I look around at some of the, the driveways in the neighborhood that were poured about the same time, and they've got that, um, it's almost kind of like a an ash, well, the concrete is kind of like brushing away, or they've got big pits or lines in the cracks in the concrete. So I'm I'm looking like I'm said, I'm looking at this company now that you mentioned. I I was unfamiliar with the company, but they are a franchise concrete craft. Okay. And what they yes. do what they uh do, they offer uh resurfacing, stamp concrete, stained concrete, concrete repair. It sounds like they're full service, but what they seem to be doing is uh re- a lot of resurfacing, right? So they're going to go back over the top of it. Now, here's what I will tell you 
I don't know this company specifically, so I can't, you know, I can't comment on them, you know, specifically, but with concrete resurfacing, okay, the fact that you have concrete that's mm-hmm. in pretty good shape, you know, they have to come over and they have to bond to what you have and then usually puts a, a, a certain level of thickness over the top of it so that there's durability on this thing. Where we live okay. in the Midwest is really tough on resurfacing because water okay. water and um ice and the cold temperatures and the super hot temperatures can really wreak havoc on thinner resurfacing products. Now, if this company says to you, hey, lady, we can do this and it'll look fabulous and it'll be cost X amount of dollars and we're going to give you a 10-year warranty, I'm just making that up, uh, then mm-hmm, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. all in. But, um, you know, the... The, the the thing is, is that a lot of times the resurfacing costs as much as pouring new concrete. Okay. So you just have to do the math and make sure that it makes sense. Okay, I appreciate that. Okay. And I mean, hey, get a quote, uh-huh. get, a, get a quote, right? And then... The other thing is, where Kathy, you're in Plainfield. So, you know, we have mm-hmm. Andreas Construction. They'll pour you a brand new concrete uh, driveway um, and asphalt driveway and get a quote from them and then find out, well, gosh, I could put a whole new concrete in here. I could even stamp it, like if you wanted to do that from the get-go, mm-hmm. might be a better mm-hmm. use of your money. Okay. And I appreciate your opinion, Lou. Uh, like I said, I've listened to you for a long time and uh, can't go wrong with your opinion. You're a good lady. I, thank you very much. Have a great I'll day. Do- appreciate you calling this morning. 857-5574, Lou. 947 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be right back. Good morning, Lou. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Um, I have a question uh, regarding countertops, how to seal the, count- the uh, granite co- countertops. You had a lady last uh, weekend, and I did not get the uh, the whole conversation. So I wanted to know um, uh, what to do about uh, sealing granite countertops. Okay. Uh, we haven't done this for a long, long time. All right. So here's what so, you're going to do just to test it out. When we get off the phone, you're going to take a teaspoon with a little bit of water, and you're going to just drip it onto the middle of the countertop somewhere, like somewhere that you use the counter all the time. You know, like where do right. you, where are you, you know, and if all of a sudden... You know, you come back in an hour and the water's gone, like it got absorbed into the concrete or into the granite, rather. It needs to be sealed. Right. So if you've never done it in a while, you don't have to do this test, but it's a fun little test to say, you know, acknowledge that, yes, in fact, you need to do this. Take everything off the so counter. You let it, so you leave it on. For a couple uh, hours. On the granite. Just water. Hours. Yeah. And if it gets absorbed in there, we know we need to seal it. Now, if you haven't I done see. this in forever... You need to seal it. But this is just a fun little, you know, science experiment. Yes, yes it is. So yes. now okay. you're going to clean yeah. off the countertops, take everything off of there. And the two products I want you to buy are both from a company called Granite Gold. Granite Gold, yes. Okay. Yes, okay. And they make... That's the company? That's, that's the, the company. company name? Granite Gold. And you're going to buy their... You're going to buy their daily cleaner... And their sealer. Okay. okay, daily cleaner, okay. So you're going to 
clean the countertops really well using a microfiber towel and, you know, spray it, clean it, make sure there's no residue, no grape jelly, uh, nothing, anything. It's got to be nice and clean, clean, clean. Right. I use a different a different uh, countertop cleaner, okay. but that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. That's fine. Yeah. But get it nice and clean. And then with the granite gold sealer, you're going to spray it on. And then you immediately buff it with a microfiber towel. Get a couple of microfiber towels because with the countertop, what ends up happening is you don't want the towel to get super wet. Follow the instructions on the container, on the bottle rather, and you spray it and then you buff it. Spray it and buff it. Kind of work in small areas and work your way around it so that you see a nice consistent finish on there. And then you need to stay off of this counter for a few hours. Oh, okay. Right. So right. you need to yeah. you're going out to dinner. Like this is a yeah. <laughs> this is a perfect thing to do. It's a perfect thing to do actually from a timing perspective if you can. Like in the afternoon. Because I'd right. like I'd right. like you not to bother that stone and let the sealer really work in overnight. Overnight, I see. Right? Oh, okay. And then in the morning you may notice and it'll say this on the bottle too, that maybe there's a little haze somewhere, you know. You can just buff mm. that out with, um, that's just the sealer. You want to just consistently apply it. You just buff that out a little bit with the um, microfiber towel, and that should last you a good 18 months. Oh, wow. That's perfect. That's perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. Really appreciate it. I had no idea that you can use the uh, uh, the microfiber towel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's granite. It's tough. It can take a micro- microfiber towel for sure. Okay, very good. Thank you. Thank you, Lou. Thank you so much. You got it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. All right. Okay. Have a, gr- have a good day. You too. Have Bye. a great day. Bye-bye. Oh, I did it again. Right as she was saying goodbye, I hung up on her. <laughs> you know, you just want to know when there's done. I don't want to, I don't want to be rude. Like, I feel like I'm hanging up on them, but she said thank you, and I so appreciate you calling as well. Uh, 857-557-4LOU is our phone number. We're broadcasting from the Permaseal Foundation Repair Studio. You know what? The news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Don't go away. We'll be right back.